Hi. Hello. Hello. What How up, you people? doing? Who was that? What was yeah. that? Yeah. Is there a man <laughs> here? I think there is a man here. <laughs> what? Are there Welcome four back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals and best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and small home birth practice. I'm Meredith Rout, also a midwife at the same small home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee. I am a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and also a birth assistant with you guys at your out-of-hospital practice. Yes. So what was that voice we just heard? I don't know. We're doing something a little bit different today. Uh, We have guests. Uh, We want to hear other people besides ourselves talking? Yeah. And they happen to be of the opposite sex as well. Well... So wait, that? that was one of our sound effects I was talking about wah, earlier. Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> to no, be fair, Meredith, you want to hear other people talking about you guys. That's fair. But That's true. I would really. I don't love think to hear I like where this is going. Us. I feel like they're gonna. I feel like we're being sabotaged now. We need a safe space. I think they've actually pre-planned their responses together as a group. We're I just thought building your pedestal. I thought good. that email I sent out was very much like it's not about us, but I mean the questions are inevitably somewhat about us. Midwives Maybe. in general. Okay, go on. <laughs> well, all the men we know have had babies with us, so <laughs> it, it can't be helped. Really? How? Wow. That's the ones that new. we know well enough to, to invite them onto our other podcast. Guys that we know to our podcast, so that would be not anything that people want to listen to. So we're going to choose to listen to these guys instead. So today we are talking with three different dads who have had babies. You want to count again? I was going to say try again. Four. I forgot Chuck was going to be talking. <laughs> Chuck is here too. He just came to look intimidating. (laughs) That's what he said he was doing. He said he was going to be tasing people as they walked by. (laughs) I thought he really meant it. Um, So, yeah, we're talking to four dads who have had babies out of the hospital. And we are going to see what they learned from having out of hospital Can I explain that in a different way? You can do whatever you want, Kim. Great. So, a year ago, I was with Walter in a prenatal with his wife. And he got to know our podcast and he said, you know what you should do is you should have an episode that talks about what the dudes are learning in the process of having a midwife as opposed to using the hospital because he learned about circumcision and told me a story about how he was forcing the information on all the guys in the car that he was driving with. I do that too, Walter. And he he was sure we could have a whole episode on what the guys have learned. So here we are. You sound like a very wise man, Walter. Well, thank you. One year later, here we are. Here we are. It only took a year. (laughs) So I think this is a good time for you to introduce yourself, Walter. Can you tell us who you are, how many children you have? Where they yes. were born. My name is Walter Ingame. I have one child. He's about to be one years old on January 31st. I had him in Winchester at Premier Birth Center with Kimberly Haynes, and it was a wonderful experience. Awesome. I love his voice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like every, nicely dozing right now. It's so pleasant. Every experience I have with Kimberly Haynes is a, is a wonderful experience. Also, every You're just time proving what Andrew this said. Weird, this weird motion, Uncomfortable it motion. means hold the mic up and further into like, your mouth. Why is everyone looking Usually at Usually it's more like vulgar that. when you guys are not here. We're trying to tone it down a little bit. I'm not going to try and tone it down at all. I'm sorry in advance. All right. Uh, next up, who are you? Who are you? What's up, guys? I'm Andrew. This is my second time on the podcast. Yeah. I love these women. I like all these dudes. I love all these dudes. I just met one, so it sounds a little forward to say love, but... I mean, they're sitting really close to each other, It so. was love at first it's sight. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about birth. We'll get close fast. Um, I love talking about birth. I've got an awesome wife that's given me four children, and we got one bonus baby. Uh, we do home births. We did one hospital birth. Kim's our midwife. Um, all these girls have been in our births and barely. Uh, we love it. Yeah. Barely, <laughs> barely make it barely time. because your wife fast. was literally made to do this. <laughs> yeah. She shoots kids yeah, out so was. fast. It's hard to get there in time. <laughs> yeah. They happen fast. And, uh, this is one of my favorite things to talk about as a dude. And that's an interestingly odd thing. So we'll get more <laughs> to that later. And that's Welcome why you're to the weirdos. That's why you're here today. Andrew. <laughs> all right. Who are you? My name is Josh. I uh, was a little skeptical, and then I showed up, and there was a clear half-gallon mason jar of liquid on the table, and I felt <laughs> right at home. So we are good to go moving forward. Did uh, you think it was moonshine? I'm still, I'm still not convinced it's not. Uh, if it is, though, Andrew's a champ because he's been, like, chugging, <laughs> chugging it. Chugging it. Um, this man's from West Virginia. <laughs> 
So. <laughs> so we have two kids. Uh, one's three. One's three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, awesome. First time out in a while. So you're in it. All these girls were here the first time and one of them the second. Cause I the almost other crashed two just the second like one. I literally was leaving town ship, when she went we into labor. <laughs> There's the bone. No, no it's not. No, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> no, no. It's still we'll, coming we'll to him. We'll get there. Damn it. You will get the bone. I'm but, still, wait, can we explain Wow. That's what that, he said. That. So before we started, Josh told Kim that he has a bone to pick with us. So Kim is panicking. Like she's barely holding it I don't it do well right when I'm now. not in control of information. And she's trying to act so excited about it, but she's actually panicking. A little bit. <laughs> Hey, when you're done chewing, you need to so introduce where was, yourself. Where was your first baby born and where was your second baby born, Josh? The first baby was supposed to be born at a birth center. Didn't work out. Ended up in the hospital. And the second one was at home in our living room. Yeah. yeah. Which was awesome. Or so I heard. <laughs> it was. I was there. So should we just like dive in? Well, hold on. There's a you keep. It's like you forget Chuck's even here. How do you forget? He's Damn it! All right. Off the table. There's one more person. He's here all the time. I just forget about him. I'm sorry, Chuck. I love you. I love you too, Jess. <laughs> I love you so much. I ignore you. That's uh, real love. I am Chuck. I am Kim's husband, and we have four beautiful children together, and a stepson. Sometimes. I was, we were Sometimes they're beautiful. Sometimes they're beautiful. Most of the time, not. <laughs> I love them so much. Sorry, go on. Hold your mic into your face more, please. Is this better? Where yes. were your babies much born? Uh, Oscar was in the hospital, but he was a natural birth. And um, <laughs> he has to remember all of them now. <laughs> I mean, it was okay, but it, it what made mine different in the hospital was Kim's parents were there, and they knew people in the hospital, so we kind of got to do some extra things that other people probably didn't. But. The rest of the kids were all born at home, birth pool, kitchen floor. And, and I was there. Way better than the hospital. <laughs> like, <laughs> hands down. Thank God we're not having any more, though. Okay. So, should we just dive in? Like, like a muff. muff. Yes, we should. We should have let the guys say that. I know. They know that by now. You guys I, we say We will it. say it again. Wait, do it so again. Next time should we, we say just it, dive you in? get it. Well, one of you should. And say you're it. holding it in your hands. Each other's faces into each other's faces and say like a muff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, what's our first question? Okay, so Walter, you're first here. Tell us about something, anything at all that you feel that you learned over the course of your prenatal, birth, or postpartum care that you feel was learned or gained specifically by using a midwife for your care. Well, I, I have a lot of things I could talk about. Um, we, we could start off before we could definitely talk about the circumcision um, because that was definitely a big thought and a big idea even before we got into the planning of the birth and to be honest with you my whole life I've just known it was going to happen I just knew that that's what I wanted I wanted him to look like me you know perfect um, and in every way you know, in every way <laughs> and why wouldn't you you know that's what I've been told that's what I've been heard you know so um, it took a while to actually get to a place where I would feel like I actually didn't want to but that was because of number one me being open-minded I think that's very important you have to be at least willing to listen to the information um, if you're going to be closed-minded not open to even listen then you'll never receive it but then upon actually opening and being susceptible to it, accepting it. So it was very, the information was very good. And I was able to fact check it. And after that, it all seemed to be very streamlined. Um, so it was a huge decision that I definitely was set on was not going to happen. Or was going to happen, actually. And then it turned around and it didn't happen. I remember when you... During one of the visits, you were like halfway through our episodes. And you were like, I just want to say... I'm, I'm part of the way through. I'm working on it. I'm learning. I'm not ready to talk about it yet, but I'm, I'm in it. Like, yeah. Like I'm learning. And I was like, that's totally cool. Keep learning. Like, fantastic. Yeah. And I think that's important because obviously we all have our minds made up about certain things, but as long as you're willing to be open. And so also you weren't forceful. You were just giving me some information. Also, Andrew and his wonderful wife, Marielle, were just the same way, just giving me the info, not pushing, not pressuring, but making it available. And then, to be honest, the podcast you did last year with Chuck and Andrew sealed the deal. 
for me personally. I'd already had the information. And then the podcast, you guys, it dropped some just huge bombs. And for your listeners who haven't heard that, they definitely need to go back and check that one out after this one. It, it was just legendary. And the influence of that made my decision. And I was just told Andrew last night, because in the past one, I don't want to give it away, but he was just kind of talking about how Chuck influenced him. So I told Andrew last night, he's kind of like my Chuck. <laughs> that is so cute. Oh, you have geez, some I big shoes that. to fill. <laughs> that is adorable. <laughs> so, is there anything? So, I, I appreciate you saying that about like circumcision. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to like, and I know I'm gonna, I'm just gonna throw stuff at you. And if Bring you're not it. ready to answer it, you can think about it. And we'll move on to the next guy. Is there anything just from going through the birth process? that you feel like you learned that you didn't know before about yourself or about like realizations that brought you just how number one, how awesome the birth process is and just, you don't really, it's, it's so simplified. I think that we're taught and we don't really realize how many details there are. And the whole time, every meeting, every time we'd have a meeting or come in for an appointment, there were just little things that were dropped that I kept absorbing here and there, left and right, that were amazing, even down to the final birth class we had prior to actually having the child. Um, Liz's class? Yes. Isn't it awesome? It was a lifesaver. I mean, I, I owe her mama. so much. Yes, she's so awesome. She get it from mama. And it's very necessary. And also, that's a step that I think a lot of couples sometimes skip. They feel like they don't have to yes. take the birth class. Yes, they do. Um, as a first-time parent, I, I was just trying to absorb everything, um, which is a common, I guess, for some people because you just don't know. And I'm glad we went. And it was definitely very profitable for us um, in that process. Yep. So that's really awesome for you that you guys, um, you're kind of like unicorns in the fact that there's a lot of people that don't get to experience an out-of-hospital birth for their first birth. Um, either it's more just like they go to the hospital because it's what people do or, you know, first births tend to not be as easy as second births. And so something happens, they end up in the hospital. Um, do you feel like, um, is it hard for you to imagine like it being different than what you saw? Because I know I saw the pictures and the the videos of her like giving birth in the tub and it was like so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard to imagine something different when you've been through that? Yeah, that, that's that's a very good point because that's basically the only experience I have is an out-of-hospital birth that was immaculate. So why would I ever go back at this point? You know, um, but also, um, to speak to your other question, the first one, it was something to think about, the out-of-the-hospital. I know that's something that's probably scaring a lot of couples out there right now is being away from that hospital not around those machines that we know in case something happens or this and that happens the machine that goes bing yeah and i get that but honestly for me what i held on to and what made me feel a hundred percent comfortable with that besides the fact that i've watched andrew mariel do it about four or five times 400 times it's give fine. or take <laughs> they're baby they're baby makers it's just the idea and the thought and the fact that for centuries women have done it without a hospital Mm -hmm. and if you really think about that and absorb that thought that it's been done on lower levels of scientific you know value and all that i mean it's not that bad when you really think about it it's not like you're going to absolutely be in a state of you know where you could be something bad could happen if i felt comfortable knowing that it's been done before and this should be okay now obviously yeah we could go to the hospital if need be but you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to Andrew. Did you Same have a question? question, Andrew. You got it. Yeah. The, I didn't. I, I was like, how do I even answer that question? Because the experience is so unfathomably different. Um, because you had your first in the hospital, right? Right. But you, I think the question is also just about midwifery care in general and like this way of doing it. But the thing is, um, yes, talk about Meredith, this. are you laughing at me? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start laying it on thick. Y'all want it? I'm going to give it to you. That's what he Sheesh. said. That is what he said. I don't want it. <laughs> You're a doula, technically. <laughs> oh, man. All right, listen. There is this thing in society, modern society, where, you know, we're, men, it's like, 
you know, it's like jokes, but it's not jokes where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you're the sperm donor. You, you did all your part of it was about five seconds or whatever and all we these know jokes that. and stuff. We and know it's that fine well. School. And that is, it, it, if you just roll with the, the normal narrative and way of doing things, it pretty much amounts to that. You know, even when it comes to prenatal care, you know, you go to the doctor and you shut up if you even go. Most, actually, most dudes don't. We actually learned that the normal male orgasm lasts at least 10 seconds. So I know. I think mine lasts longer than that. Give but yourself I've got a, a really, little bit of credit i got there. a wife that <laughs> I'm really tuned seconds, in on. Andrew. So We'll do a 5 to 15 range. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a whole other topic. But it is. 18 but, uh, sorry, years strong going. here. You guys have been saying better. so much. I just wanted to interrupt you and say something. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do like it. I like it. That time I was. I like it. <laughs> so go but on, that's go on. only the awesome beginning to the experience for a man. Those, those <laughs> however many seconds, right? 10 to 15. But the thing is, it's like you're not even included. And in, in normally situation, you go, you're not going to the OB. And if you are, you're just being quiet. I mean, maybe you're allowed to ask a couple questions like, They'll like humor you with making you think you're you're there, but you're not there. But with you guys, you're involved from the very beginning. You talked about the childbirth class. Matter of fact, I think we did two of them. I think we, I know we did. We did one, and then we did after Jackson. Before we did Jude, we did one with Liz, and that was the best because that I had already sort of experienced it with Jax. You know, he ended up, it was all natural, but he ended up being in the hospital. And it wasn't a terrible experience because Marielle's freaking awesome. And we had a really cool doctor and things like that. But still, you know, hospital birth compared to home birth is like, I don't know. When I think hospital birth, I think DMV. The DMV compared to like a, a massage place or like the spa Naked or something spa? like Dude, oh, yes, we're, we're naked spot. Oh man, we're having births in my in my bathroom with my candles in my just for the bathtub record, we where we not, make love, you we know? We don't just for the record, we do not provide happy endings. <laughs> no happy endings. You got to do that yourself. Just as I'm fired tonight. Yep. So anyways, I mean, you know, we can't spend forever on this question, but you could do a whole episode on it because the man in a relation in a situation like this is actually a part of the experience other than actually giving birth. And even in that experience, you know, you've got a connection with your spouse or your significant other, and you're so in tune to what's going on with her that you are a part of the experience pretty much all the way. And so it's just completely different and uh, in all the ways, and it's awesome. Thank you for those kind thoughts. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> That's my job. I know. All right, Josh. Same question. So I don't know that there's that much left to cover at this point, but (laughs) I I would say... um, There always is. A couple things that, like, really struck home with me is, one, during that first birth, even though it ended up in a hospital at the end of it, um, the time that we spent at the birth center and with you all, and uh, both mine and her parents were there, their commentary at the end of that was they gained more information and knowledge in those 24 hours at the birth center than they had gained through their entire pregnancies, births, child rearing experience about birth. Oh, wow. Um, That's awesome. And I think that that speaks volumes to the education that's that happens when I, you I do want to say I'm sorry I'm going to interrupt you I, I see but, that uh, <laughs> I was like on a roll it's, but it's go ahead Jess does. it's all about you yes, yes. this is the I Jess think, show featuring Kim in there I think that your dad learned that it's not a smart idea to try and open a bottle of wine with a shoe <laughs> and a tree well I'm glad you interrupted him with that <laughs> it didn't go quite as planned uh. Just like but, their birth. <laughs> but you know. But no, it, it, all of them consistently across the board talked about how educational just those 24 hours were. And that's the way I felt. But anyhow, uh, just the education aspect of it and the coming to terms with, like, without getting too religious, women were designed to do this that's how they were made so it's not a surgical procedure it's not a medical procedure it's natural this is the process so learning about it 
being educated about it, it gives you confidence from my point of view to trust her body and her to do what it was designed to do. That's awesome. Thank you. Sorry. Well said. I'm not good at these transitions. You guys might recognize Josh's words because his wife was one of our redemption birthers from last week. So since we're on that, I'll go ahead and pick my bone. Pick my, pick it. (laughs) Oh, please do it. Here it comes. So at some point in what I wrote, I said something about from my perspective, there wasn't a lot of pain or work. Okay? That was from my part. That didn't mean there was not pain or work. That was Meredith. I don't mean that she didn't have pain or work. I'm saying for me, it was super easy. Lisa's Lisa's like, what were they thinking? They know you better than that. You're not that kind of guy. And I'm like, well, apparently to them I am. I'm sorry if you took it that way. We love you. And that we know Kim's, you're in it. That's Kim's favorite line. No, that's I'm what sorry pe- that you feel that that's way. That's what people want to hear. You don't make excuses. No, so I was thinking about it from the point of view of us just reading it, other people not knowing how amazing you are, that they would think you were saying there was no pain or work. Yeah, that's the way it came across that- for sure. Ooh. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Once okay. again, I want to move on. This is, to uh, this is worse than my unfortunate <laughs> no, hole. You can use mine. <laughs> So we've had two, we had two hospital births. Well, I had one and then we had one together. So maybe you can talk about anything that you learned or how you felt after the out of hospital experiences. Chuck, could you hold your microphone up like this, please? (laughs) Better. (laughs) Yes. Can you put it against your beard? Okay. Well, I guess, uh, you know, the first birth, our first birth was in a hospital and I mean, Compared to home, home is way better. I mean, my biggest thing about being at home is when there's a home birth, I can go get a fucking beer when I'm ready, one of our beer. <laughs> I can't go get a beer in the hospital whenever I want to. So, I mean, that's that one of my big things They technically about home do birth have right there. beers in the medication fridge for people because they can't detox them in the hospital. So, technically, if you know where to look, they do have them. <laughs> well, I ain't never seen a Bud Light in an OR. That's all I got Or you say. pack a cooler and you learn how to hide it from the nurses. Uh, I guess I guess I used to think I was a professional drinker until now. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And I just kidding aside, um, I don't just feel that a home birth is is more comfortable for the the woman more than anything. Um, from what I've seen, I mean, I remember the hospital birth when Kimberly was very uncomfortable for that hospital birth, and uh, doesn't make it very uncomfortable for for me. And I'm trying to help, and there's nothing you can do. But at home, it was a lot different because she's a lot more comfortable. She does it her way. Nobody can tell her she can't do this or can't do that. It's the way you want it. And that's that's the biggest thing, I think, besides the beer. Any way you want it, <laughs> that's the way you need it, Chuck. <laughs> well, apparently only for about five seconds or so. <laughs> oh, yeah, 10. 10, ten seconds, seconds. 10 seconds. 10 to ten. 15. We have the range. All right. Next question. So starting with Chuck. Did you have any reservations about out-of-hospital care or any specific fears about out-of-hospital birth? And if so, what were they? And then how did you feel after you had your birth? And I think it's funny because this was your idea of a question. So have at it. (laughs) Well, in the beginning, when we had our first child, Kimberly wanted to have... No, it wasn't with Oscar, was it? It was with Max, right? When we decided you were going to do it at home? Yeah, our second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So we had done the hospital birth, and then she came to me, and she wanted to do it at home. And, of course, me being the way I was raised, I was freaking out, and I was having none of that. I remember that. So. I was still scared of you at that point in time, too, so I didn't really know how to talk to you about it. You did not help my cause. No. Yeah, now she's not scared of me no more. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, the way I was raised at hospital birth was just the way to go, because that's just what you do. That was the norm, just like the, just like the circumcision thing. That was the norm. That's what you do, and that's a whole different thing. I had an issue with that, and wish I didn't, and you know I regret things. But at least one of my kids is is not circumcised, so I saved one penis. Hallelujah. So, well done, Chuck. Yeah, yeah. It took a lot of coaching from Kim to get me to actually be okay with it, like a lot. And then, it, like, it, it was really just terrifying to me to think about, oh, shit, she's going to have this kid right here in the house, and there's nobody around to help us. That's the way you think about it when your wife brings that to you right away. It's like the first thing you think of is, like, all chaos, all shit's breaking loose, and 
Like, how are we cleaning that mess up at the house? You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, it, it just took some time, and she talked to me about it. You guys educated me about it. And then we just, I finally gave in, and we did it. And then it was the best damn thing we ever did. I mean, it was 100 times better in the hospital. And then it just kept getting better after that. I mean, when she delivered Evie herself, that was just one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. For, I mean, seriously. I mean, just my kids being born, it was really cool to watch. But, I mean, but to see her do that, that was pretty cool. Uh, I got the strongest lady in the world for sure. Mm. I'm feeling a little beclumped. All right, Josh. Sorry, I'm going to skip right on over. Your thoughts on that. Did you before, because I know you planned an out-of-hospital birth for your first birth, but did you have any uh, worries about it? So we decided to have a kid after the kid was conceived. My wife was like, hey, I want to um, talk to these midwives at this birth center. And I was like, yeah, I don't want you or my child to die, so that's a no. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Absolutely not. I came in completely closed-minded, not happening, no way in the world you're convincing me of this. And Lisa was like, just go, let's meet with them, let's listen. And I met Kim, and for some reason I kind of liked her. It was weird. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) She's not very likable, I don't know why. But after about an hour or hour and a half at the birth center talking with Kim, I was like, okay, this makes sense. I, I, I see it. I, I, don't, I don't know that I'm completely comfortable yet, but I see it. And uh, as, as care continued, you know, through the pregnancy phase, and we, we did uh, the birth class with your mom, Jess, and we also did a Bradley birth class. And just the more information I got, the more settled I was with it. But absolutely going in, I was like, no, we did, we're not having – Having a baby at a house because that's where people die. I was, I was the same way, dude. <laughs> you know, but definitely my mindset going in was was absolutely not, you know. Um, but once again, that goes back to that education that I mentioned earlier. Andrew, did you have reservations about hospital birth? You had your first baby in a hospital. Let's talk about it. No, the, we were the planning is, to go ahead. Out of go hospital ahead. birth. Sorry. Sorry, the question is, do you have reservations about out-of-hospital out birth of hospital. before you started having out-of-hospital birth? Yes, because we were planning the first time to do that uh, out-of-hospital birth, and I thought it was a little wacky, but uh, my wife is super, like, she's smart. I respect her, so I listened, you know, but I did not trust the decision, but I was still going to respect it. I was just ready to be the man and save it, so I was like, I was like I'm going to figure out how to do baby birthing myself, so I was, like, secretly, like, researching what to do YouTubing in all these situations it. and stuff. And uh, I, I kept letting her, I supported the decisions that she was making, but I was not actually, like, comfortable with it at all. How secretly were you YouTubing this? Was this, like, we're using, like, pretty, incognito I mean, I tabs? Pretty legit. Or? No, yeah, like, clear the search history right away, like, all the time. Like, if she had gone to my browser, it had been like, dude, Andrew, what was he doing on his phone for the last hour? There's nothing there. <laughs> Anyways, so, you know, and um, we ended up having a, looked like an emergency, really looked like an emergency situation, you know, uh, where, where we had to go to the hospital. And we just were really blessed with an experience where the doctor was cool and let us keep on the path that we were on and monitor things. And besides being at a hospital, it went according to plan. Um, then after that... She wanted to do, uh, we, had, we had another baby on the way, and she wanted to do it home birth. And I was like, into it. We went to Liz's class, and, and I really, at that point, could trust the process. And so I didn't have any re- reservations until, like, game time comes. And then game time comes. And, I, again, I, I, I supported her, but I would, like, bring her into the bathroom and start getting her set up. And I'd be like trying to figure out what shirt to put on and having like a mini panic attack silently <laughs> like this is stupid this is stupid what are we doing We're anyway so whatever I, I would I would start to even honestly even the next birth after that I had this moment each time when it was labor time where I was like I had like 10 seconds of doubt where you know you kind of get like an adrenaline dump like oh shit it's game time like my wife's getting into the ring and I'm letting her you know and um 
Yeah. And you're just the tailboy. I'm the tailboy. I'm in the corner, like with you know. Anyways, so, um, but but then, um, so yeah, I did have reservations at first, and then as we had more and more children, of course, now it's like, it's like the, one of the highlights of our marriage and our life. Your year, since it happens every year, <laughs> every other year, every other year. Listen, Come I on, have Ken, to share. I have credit. to share this like short moment when you had your first home birth and you were going to catch this baby and that was your job. And it, I think there's pictures or video and you start on the outside of the tub and I hear a push sound like, great, that's perfect. And mm. you're on the outside. And then she pushes again. You got one foot in the tub. Hell yeah. Then she pushes again. The other foot's in the tub. She pushes again. You're like in it. You're on top of everything. It's just every push. You got closer and closer and closer. And then the baby came. And I was like, look at Andrew just slowly getting up to the to the batters, whatever you call it. I'm a game. I'm a game <laughs> the time batter guy. Play, the bat home play. I'm a, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I don't always warm up. I don't always warm up batters fast, boss. but I'm a game time guy. So. When it's game time, you can count on me to be in the water. And you did it. Oh, yeah. And that was, that was actually the best experience probably of my entire life. But we're That's getting one to of that our question later. Yeah. yeah. All right, Walter, same to you. And then we're going to go to break before Jessica passes I out. I, I think I may have kind of answered I'm this really previously. I'm really not a control freak, guys. <laughs> I kind of maybe all. answered this a little bit in saying that the confidence of centuries of women um, was a big one, but the other side of that, as I briefly touched on, was just my best friend Andrew here, who has done it over and over again. And to see that, I think sometimes when we hear information, we can de- decide to believe it or not. But if we hear it from someone who we trust them personally, it makes a world of a difference. And to not only trust him, but to see it over and over again, it gave me the confidence I needed. And I'm blessed to have had someone that close to me to go through that. So um, it's very fortunate that I had that, but it really helped. It was a very good influence. And you're going to be that guy for somebody. I want to be. That's why I'm you sitting will. in this table you will today, be. guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're somebody's Chuck. <laughs> I walked into that one. Is that a T-shirt? That's a T-shirt somewhere. <laughs> yes. We have a shop. We can make now. it a shirt. All right, let's take a break. All right, so it's time Get to go to our Get these guys another beer. Get a beer, and when we come back, we're going to ask the rest of our questions. Cue the music. Oh, yeah. So today's sponsor for our episode is us. We started our Patreon recently, and there are special benefits that you can get just by being a patron of our podcast. So if you love our podcast and you would love to support us and putting out more great content, um, sign up for our Patreon. There's three different levels of support that you can give. Any little bit goes a long way in uh, helping us be able to continue making this podcast a reality. And for everyone who is supporting us already, um, we adore you. We thank you so much. Um, And we look forward to entertaining you guys for a long time to come. All right, let's go back to our episode. Welcome back from that delightful break. It was actually delightful. It was delightful. We got more beers. That was so much fun. Uh, I so ate good. a wing. Um, but we also learned something interesting during yes. our break because we know the best chatting always happens when the mics are not in front of our faces. Right. So, Walter, <laughs> you were making fun of me. I don't know. Pick up from there. So, basically, I was just talking about the night of the birth of my son. Um, well, actually, he, didn't, he wasn't born at night, but my wife went to labor around 1030. And prior to that, of course, because of my awesome midwife, I knew that sometimes they kind of go into like, (laughs) they kind of go into, you know, the contractions and, you know, it can happen and it can feel like it's labor, but it's not. And usually if they just go to sleep, you can wake up and have a baby. I I had that in the back of my head. But (laughs) at 1030 that night. Do I say that? When she started rolling and it was consistent and I could tell it was different. And then I downloaded a contraction app that I just mm-hmm. found. And I started tracking the contraction. Yeah, that, that's a real thing, man. Go get it. Contraction <laughs> app. You can time the contractions. There's a bajillion of them. And I them. saw they were getting them where they needed to be. And I remembered everything that my midwife had told me. I realized it was probably game time. Now, obviously, it was late at night. She has a family. I didn't want to bother her. <laughs> but I just had that feeling that it was game time. So... I started messaging her and my doula, and they were all, you know, very, very responsive. 
Okay. But blase. Very responsive. But we were just kind of like in a mode where we were kind of coasting and maybe just wait and see where it was going. And of course, I trusted, you know, her her professional opinion, and we we waited. <laughs> it was wrong. Oh, no. It was wrong, Walter. <laughs> the app don't lie. So that's not true. Ten thirty to three thirty. Sometimes the app lies. Uh oh, Josh. The app has lied. Oh no. So. That was a fun one. So it really was game time, and your wife really had a very fast birth uh, for a first-time birth. But we're so used to seeing first-time moms just, like, labor around and be like, it's time now, it's time now, it's time now. And it's not. Go to sleep. So then when when I didn't believe you, you were talking to Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, so so here's the thing. I'm calling Marielle. Got the whole conversation right here. So I'm calling Marielle, who's my doula, and she's kind of giving me the same thing as Kim. Like, okay, well, just hold on. You know, it's coming, it's coming. And then I started t- texting my buddy Andrew, who, of course, is Marielle's husband. Who and knows more than I do. He's had a bajillion children. I'm just going to tell you, he started getting when the Marielle's car. When Marielle's doing the doula thing, I'm in it. Like, not, all right, I'll be honest, not with everybody's birth. Yeah. But if but I know or care about the people, like, I'm in it. I'm not sleeping. I'm like, yeah, baby, sleep, whatever. But I'm, like, watching her phone. Like, Get, wake up, guys. <laughs> anyway, especially yeah. with Walter and June. At, we started talking at 10 a.m., 10 p.m. So, but and what then did you went back and forth with Marielle, and they were, like, not taking, and, and Kim, and they were not really taking We weren't taking the baby. Seriously. <laughs> nope. And so at 1130, I was like, bro, how's everything right now? <laughs> Dude, look at that text right there. It says, I was <laughs> like, he needs me. These women are not listening to him. I know his wife is about to give birth. I have to interrupt for a second. I'm about to go. I've been thinking about a service called a a dadla. Yeah. (laughs) Because us men need support, too. And sometimes women just don't get it. So I'm trying to figure out how how to work. I support you, Josh. (laughs) So so we might start a podcast in the future. Andrew, Walter, Chuck, and, and see what happens. Yeah, we'll do that. So long story short, we have a long thread of text messages. It was me, Marielle, Kim, and Andrew had our own private one. When they checked out. Yeah. They were like, okay, good night. Good night. I was like, shit. Andrew, what it? I got to do this. What what did you say, Andrew? Good thing I read all those books and watched those YouTube videos Mm -hmm. on private browse. Amen. Andrew, you said, what did you say? You're like, I could feel through the hills or something? I could feel the energy from the mountains. (laughs) Amen. He's up on a mountain, and I could just You could could tell. It It was time. So what? You got up and put gas in your car or something. What happened? It's going. Well, at one point in time, Mariel had, I went, we'll came, went back to sleep, and you know June had, had contracted, but we were just kind of riding it out, and then it got a little bit closer and a little bit more into it. So I started texting Andrew again, and I think he had to go wake up in Marielle <laughs> and get the whole process started again. So, oh, look, I'm talking shit about you guys on this text. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, we're, tr- we're going back and forth. I'm like, sorry it took so long. Like I'm looking at the phone. He's like, thanks, bro. Much appreciated. Walter voice. I think he's coming soon. These contractions are not slowing up at all. It's, chi- it's 11.52 and these chicks are... S- I'm like, I said, this is my... What I said, That's my feeling too. But we the, girl, but the girls have their month. routine. But the girls have their routine. And we, tr- and we trust it. Either way. No, it didn't say that. That's this not is what really good work to help get her ready. Did she lay down? Is it at the same pace? He's like, she can't lay down. She can't lay down because she has to get up every three to five minutes to piss or have a contraction. See? See? And then some other intimate stuff Andrew, that I'm not going to there's another read. one. I'm hiring you, just so you know. Hey, I'm I don't in. know what you're rating. Pro bono. But you're, but you're on the clock. Pro bono. This is the best. I said, I got Andrew you. Andrew is good at giving the pro bono. I am. I do like to give the bonos. Only to one woman, though. 12.53 a.m. I just went out and put gas in Marielle's car so she would be ready to go. That's my bro. This, yes. You know what? You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of when I was a new birth worker and it was like the first birth I ever did. And I was like, I'm, I just, I just like for 12 hours sat on the edge of my seat. Like they're gonna call me now. They're gonna call me now. It's time to go now. You guys, the whole time this was happening, I was out cold. Yeah. Out. out. Yeah, we know. I was like, June's going to be. I was out cold, too, <laughs> in the cold, putting gas in the car and backing it up so she could roll out. Well, I'm so a, long I'm a story failure. short is this time you were right. But 
No, the point of all this part is that this is part of the experience that dads get to have because of midwives and education and involvement in the process. Because we're we're rolling with her, and this is how you can support your partner in this experience when you know what's going on and you're in tune and you've got a good support team. Aww. That I'm I'm Ba-doom. applauding. I'm applauding. Well Amen. done. Well done. And you, you could have just tossed this right under the bus, but instead <laughs> you built up the process. So I, Andrews I mean, you did have a good So let's we were good. Yeah. let's go on to our next question. The one he talked about, it says for those of you who have had both in and out of hospital care, can you compare and or contrast the two experiences in some way? All right, let's let Josh go first. Uh so the first time ended up <laughs> in hospital um wasn't the plan but ended up that way 39 hours of labor uh she was awesome did great but at the moment we transferred i became an act i, I went from an active support system slash participant to a bystander you know once we entered the hospital doors the entire scene changed at this point um you know might get her ice chips and there's really nothing else I can do. So we had a whole plan in place. Didn't work out. The, the, the second time, uh, at home was super involved. It was to not sound overly cheesy. It was just a beautiful experience. It was everything you could ever want to welcome someone into the world and into your family and into your home. And, I think the, for me, one of the best parts about it is it was uninterrupted at any point. You didn't have people coming in poking and prodding. You didn't have uh, interrupted sleep through the night afterwards because you were in your own bed. Nurses weren't coming in every hour and a half to, I have no idea what they're doing, to be honest. I have zero idea why they have to come in your room every every hour and a half, but you didn't have that. Um, you, you slept in your own house for, for two days, and then uh, Kim and Jess came and checked on us and checked on the baby. And, and drank bourbon with you. And, 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 I, and, and I drank your wine. That's really all I did. <laughs> drank our stuff. And uh, everybody was healthy, and we never had to leave. I mean, I don't think uh, Lisa or the baby left the house till. Lisa needed a chiropractor appointment a few days later just to get adjusted. We went back home, and it just took that whole aspect of stress out of it. And it was just like you're welcoming a child into their home. And as far as the the role I was able to play was completely different. And just the uh, the emotional aspect of it was pure and it was beautiful and it was a privilege to be a part of you're really good at that good job i try can i get can i get a shot for that (laughs) i'm trying to lay it on thick here come on they don't have shots here they they don't sell alcohol or liquor here (laughs) kim wrote that i just read it (laughs) um so andrew you experienced a hospital birth and a out of hospital yeah i mean we talked about it a little bit already but i'm just going to echo all that and just say and i'm not going to hold back i mean yeah beautiful is just an understatement and if you're lucky enough like me to keep going and you have more births at home it's just more beautiful every time (laughs) lucky is a strong word it is a strong word but it's true (laughs) but it just gets better every time you get more and more comfortable you get more and more impressed with your wife you get to share it with like my la- our last birth for our for our daughter, my two oldest boys were there, and it was awesome. It was really really special. We woke them up. They were so good. They could feel the energy, and they knew how to behave, and they'll never forget that. Neither will they we. were holding Marielle's arm, like yeah. kissing her and telling her it how good really she sweet. was doing. Oh my gosh! It was really sweet. <clears throat> And not weird at all. You guys, some of you guys are probably like, what the, but. But they're going to do that for their wives. Like they know now what the norm is. Oh yeah. They're going to be great, great husbands and doulas. But yeah, I mean the hospital birth, we, we happen to have a pretty good one, but it was still just something that did, it doesn't compare. You know what I mean? No, one more thing to interject. Hospitals for the most part 
they, whether on purpose or inadvertently, instill a sense of fear. Whereas working with a midwife and doulas instill a sense of confidence. Oh, and that's, that's awesome. I, I think that's a powerful thing for the mother, the partner, the husband, all the way through the board because the, the mindset going in is, is completely different, which ends up leading to a different outcome. Well said. For those of you who have caught your own baby or helped catch your own baby, Andrew, years ago when we worked together for the first time, I remember I put that meme up of what's his name, our DJ, like with the explosion behind him. But what does it feel like? I just caught my baby. Can you put into words the feeling of like being the first human to touch your kid or help receive them into the world? Like what is that like? For those of you that haven't experienced it yet, it just sounds silly, maybe a little like dramatic or cheesy or whatever. We all talk about like you remember your first time or whatever, you know? I remember, you know, my other first time, you know? And you're like, man, (laughs) this is what I've been missing? That's actually what I said. So. But anyway, that's Sounds another like story. Sounds like a line from The Notebook. But uh, Yeah, so romantic, right? Anyways. Just to reiterate, he's talking about catching his baby. No, I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> but I'm about to talk about that. Now, I'm just giving the comparison, okay? So y'all that haven't experienced catching your own baby can remember something that the first time you experienced it, you were like, wow, my life is changed and better okay (laughs) doesn't all have to be perverted we roll like that on this podcast sometimes but anyways we do when i when i caught jude i remember everything about it the entire experience i i can still feel his face in the palm of my left hand because you know they come out face down he was under the water and i remember saying i can feel his face and i can sometimes He's five years old now, and he's so cute. He's a sweet boy, and his soul is so sweet. And, you know, that's all part of who he, who he is and who he's become is like, you know, his birth experience is part of what shapes him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. It was the best experience of my life. I just remember feeling his face in my hands, and I could feel his nose and his mouth and his eyes. And, and saying that, and then, you know, he came the rest of the way out, picked him up, gave him to his mom, and it was just the best. It was the best experience of my life. Sorry to be, I keep going sappy on you guys, but I get really right. fired up. I've got chills. I'm a sweet boy. I'm releasing sometimes. endorphins. Which one of you wants to follow that? I'll, I'll go. I'm holding the mic. I can go. <laughs> I definitely want to double, double on what Andrew said. That the be, that I, I'm a big believer of that, that how they come in, I mean, by the grace of God, my son's doing good so far. I know it's very early to say that, but I really feel like the whole time he is who he is because of how he was brought into this world. He came into this world peacefully by candlelight to the sound of Michael Buble, surrounded by love. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And you can't beat that. I mean, it really, it really started him off the right way, and you can't beat that. Okay, so, of course, we had a water birth, and right before Victor came out, June had transitioned from laying on her back to doggy style, all fours, <laughs> how we started this thing. Doggy style. So we transitioned back. We call back that, Walter, the hands and knee position. I'm sorry. In, in the midwifery community. I forgot, I forgot where I was at. community. I'm sorry. The Dudla Handbook says this is doggy. She just happened to be on her hands and knees. My my mom did not teach him that, for the record. (laughs) Go on. I'm not going to speak about what she taught me, but um, (laughs) um, listen. She was on her hands and knees in the tub. We just transitioned, and that's what it took for Victor to be delivered. So she's pushing. Of course, I'm coaching her, helping her the whole time. I'm not going to lie, like. I got so into it that I totally forgot that we were even thinking about the baby coming. I'm so into my wife that I just remember in the back of my mind is hearing an audible splash. (laughs) And then June looks at me and says, get him, get him. (laughs) And I got him. 
I, I, it woke me up, and I was like, oh, okay, that's right. I'm supposed to catch the baby and, and, and all that. So I went down there and, and picked him up. And, I, and Angie's right, man. That is the, it's the most powerful moment in your life. And I'll never forget it. I handed my son to my wife. And emotionally, I, I, I broke right then. You know, everything that I've ever been through in my life has been very emotional situations, but somehow I can get through them and not cry and be cool and, you know, just, you know, be cool. But the moment my son came out and he opened his mouth and made that first. He got pipes still. He got pipes. They're funny, oh, man. but he's got pipes loud. He laughs loud. He cries loud. He's just loud and awesome. He gets going. That was the greatest moment of my life, and I broke right then and there. And um, that's why I haven't shown the birth video because it's me crying, not because it's oh, not yeah? because it's raw or oh, anything. Yeah? But well, we showed it. It's on our Instagram, so you're welcome. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> but it's so beautiful because you were so into June, like you guys were just in it together. So for a minute, Victor wasn't even he wasn't even there. Forgot it about him. It was just the two of you, and then you had this tear that was just like on the tip of your nose, and then I'm uh-huh. trying to like not. I'm not showing. I'm not crying. I'm typing. I don't I'm, see him crying. Nope, I'm typing nope. over here. I'm not doing anything. It was so, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. But definitely catching that baby was huge. And again, that's something you might miss out on if you go into a hospital. You might not be the first person to touch your child. And that is a pretty cold thought. I was very glad to be the first person to physically touch Victor. Josh, what do you have to say about that? So that was the plan from the beginning with uh, River, the first one is that I would catch him, but we ended up in the hospital, and somewhere along the way, he came out, and he came out with a slight nuchal wrap, and the doctor flipped out and pushed me out of the way and had to catch him himself, and, like, it was a whole it was a whole thing. Before that, they tried to force gloves on me, and I was like, I don't care about <laughs> gloves. Like, it's my wife. You're like, I touch like, his vagina like all, this, the this, this bodily, all the time. This bodily fluid in mine, or we're... We are one. We are one. This is- I put him in there. I can take him out. <laughs> Amen. Anyhow, so like there was this whole fiasco of trying to get gloves on me, and someone was putting them on backwards, and then the and then River came out, and he was like slightly blue, but they're all slightly blue. So, <laughs> so it was like it was a whole fiasco. Even though that was the plan, I got pushed out of the way. It didn't happen. And then uh, with with Harley, the the one that was born three weeks ago, it was you know it, somewhere in the presence of my wife's like three pushes, she had the presence of mind to be like Josh, you need to get in the tub, and I did, and the head was already out, <laughs> and one push later I, I caught her, so it was like I didn't have time to like psychologically warm up to what was about to happen. But, but the power of the situation was—I can't imagine anything in life that compares to that. Like, one, you're welcoming a new baby into your family. You've witnessed your wife in probably her most powerful and vulnerable moment. Mm-hmm. You've done your best to support her through it. You probably failed epically at it, but you've done her <laughs> your best. You didn't fail. And epically. Uh, and. Your child was welcomed into your hands, and you picked them up and put them in your in their mom's arms. And like, how else should a person come into the world? You know, there's no other logical way. And it was, it was, yeah. I don't have. You asked for words to describe it. There are none. You did there it. You did it, though. You did so, such a good job. So don't forget about Chuck Jess. Oh. <laughs> I was just about to. Well, his one chance of like being the main catcher is the birth that I threw a big fit for and yeah. thrashed around like a floppy fish. That's my yeah, so. impression of it. Yeah, I guess after after Evie, she caught Evie, so I was going to catch Brock. And yeah, I remember y'all woke, I got woke up and I was so sick. So sick, but of course you can't be like, I'm sick when your wife's getting ready to push out a kid. So she knew I was sick, but I didn't say a word. I was just sweating and just, I was sick as shit, man. It was, you had this stomach, it was the stomach bug or flu or whatever was going around. 
So obviously you don't say anything. So I just did what I had to do, and I helped her. And, but anyway, when it, it took came it like time, a man, I felt, I, was, I felt better by the time it all came around. But by the time it came to catch Brock, like I did kind of catch Brock. I think I had some help in there because I don't think things went exactly right. What you were saying um, when you were throwing your little tension tantrum there or whatever, but. Yeah. That's another thing, guys. You don't talk about that shit either. You just tell her she's doing a great job, no matter how bad she says anything. She's not being dramatic at all. No. I didn't. She said she was. I didn't say she was. But, but yeah, by I the mean, time it was he actually cool. came out, it was pretty smooth, other than the fact that her large titties were bouncing everywhere without her top on. Very true. One was, like, all the way to the right, and the other one had gone. It was like someone with eyes that won't look the same way. They just floated away. I don't know why that happened. Anyway. And immediately Who, after he came out. Whose were you looking at at the fucking birth? <laughs> immediately after he came out and she, like, comes back to herself, she goes, God damn it, I told you I want to be wearing my bathing suit top. I was like, I tried, Kim. I tried. You kept taking it off. It was a horrible birth, okay? It was horrible. It, it was wasn't so horrible. Hard. Sorry, we stole your spotlight. Chuck, your feelings. I've got to, to female touch him, but I didn't get to actually catch him and bring him up out of the water because of what the situation. But you know, everything was fine. It was great. I mean, I thought watching Kim deliver Evie, like I said earlier, was pretty cool, and that was really neat for me to see. So Awesome. For people who are desiring to have an out-of-hospital birth, moms, I'm going to say moms, for moms who are desiring to have an out-of-hospital birth, but their partners are not on board, um, do you guys have any advice for um, partners out there or for moms on ways that they could, like, talk to their partners or anything you want to say about that to, like, send a message to people out there for it? You, you, got, you, you got what I'm putting down. I think you need to educate yourself is the biggest thing. Don't be one of those guys that sits back and, and thinks – you know it all, or if you're not a know-it-all, you just care not to. You're too damn lazy. Well, your kids are worth it, so you should take the time to educate yourself. That's that I think is the biggest thing for all men. They need to realize to educate themselves, you know, on what they what their wife's needs are, what their wife's needs are going to be, and you know, no man needs to be asking for sex two weeks after a birth. No true story. You know any any of that dumb shit. You know, give your wife. Give your wife some time to um, recuperate. You know, giving birth is not easy. So just educate yourself. That's my advice. All right. Anybody else have anything to say to that? Advice? Words of wisdom? Call me. Talk to somebody who's done it before. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's an experience that I guarantee you if someone has done it out of hospital, has done it with midwives and a doula, they would never recommend the opposite. It, it, like it, it's just not gonna happen. Um, so talk to somebody who's done it. Like Chuck said, educate yourself. And uh, it's it's uh, it's a natural process. Yeah. And and once you learn that, it's you can accept it a lot better. I would say listen, like to the dude, like if if you're woman is having a baby and she wants to do it that way then you should listen and you should probably listen to everything she says really well but this is her instinct and it's her intuition and she has it for a reason because she's made to do it and if you would just listen and and support you're going to end up having the best experience that you can have in supporting her in that in that birth. I agree. I think that as men, I mean, to sum up what Chuck said, man up, basically. You know, as men, stop being the stereotypical or commonly thought of husband or father. And that's just one where you're just going to lay back and then nine months later, hopefully this goes okay. You have to actually lean into it and own it. And let me just say, man, having a baby, if y'all aren't close before, you definitely will be after. At least you should be. Because there's no bigger mission as a couple that you will ever accomplish, I can think of. To be honest with you, you have to actually get together, figure it out, and make it work. So 
as men, you have to sometimes just be able to sit back and be humble. Now, for some men, that might not be a problem, but for others, it may be. You have to be able to do that. Be open-minded, be humble, and be willing to listen and help and speak up when necessary. Man up. And I would just like to add, I just met you guys tonight, right? But we're sitting around the table. We're drinking beer. There's boots and camouflage and and hats and this. You said boots, not boobs. Yeah, yeah, there's boobs too. But <laughs> <laughs> as far as I've seen so far, they've been covered. But boots and uh, this is this is not a question of masculine or effeminate or any other label that you want to put in what might be more open-minded to a more natural process. This is just nature taking its course. And these, uh, you'll probably edit this out and that's fine, but these, these are uh, men's men and, and coming to accept something that is different than what you had in your mind as being the right way is, is humbling and is powerful. Well said again, you. I don't think I, that we could do any better with that. Do you guys have any, any of you have any closing words you would like to say about this subject of birth or anything else? Anybody? I think y'all said some good shit already. I'm just glad I found out because I could have just did what I was sold. I could have not had Andrew as a friend. I could have not been open-minded and listened I could have just went to the hospital, and, and granted, I might have had a, a, a okay birth, but yeah, my, my son would be mutilated. You know, Kim and Marielle saved my son's penis, and I cannot wait to tell him that. Yes, I, well, maybe leave my name out when you're talking to him, but yes, I did. Oh no, he's gonna know. Okay, you're getting Christmas gifts the rest of your life. But honestly, I, I'm just glad I found out because. Otherwise, my son would be circumcised, and who knows what would have happened during that process. Splash. <laughs> and then I would just say that what's so cool is that this whole, the whole birth experience is like, in so many ways, a picture of life in general and the processes that you go through. And, um, you know, guys are always, like, telling stories and using comparisons, like, I was in the Marines and blah, blah, blah. And I was in the Marines. And sometimes I use examples like that or, you know, a lot of guys say sports analogies or whatever. Uh, this morning, I was on a, a group call with some friends talking about life and studying the word, the Bible. And uh, we were just talking about what was going on in our lives individually and collectively. And I thought as a guy of using the analogy of transition during labor because when you're in transition during labor the analogy I was using is you're in this place where you don't even really know what's going on you're a little bit out of control but you're in a process that is is happening and it's bringing forth new life and when you're in that process of transition the point I was making was the new life the fresh start whatever it is next on the other side is imminent and so it just was an analogy that I used to bring hope to a conversation we were having and I just think it's cool that as a guy I've gotten to use an analogy like that about about birth birth analogy because you just let me tell you what you're not going to understand the birth process that well and be able to walk away thinking and feeling like that if you're doing a hospital birth. To that point, I know way, way more about pregnancy and birth than I care to admit, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how do you bring that That's up to the conversation at the bar with the guys? Like, I, the, the level of knowledge that you gain is is unbelievable. Maybe you guys should start bringing it up at bars when you're talking I mean, to the guys. I can't speak, I can't speak for you guys because I just met you, but... Um, Andrew, I'm pretty sure between me and Andrew, we could deliver a baby, no problem. Oh, yeah. Hands hands down. Totally. You guys have done it. I mean, it's happened already, so you're good. Right. So, you know, we got you, ladies. (laughs) If we have an emergency, we can FaceTime, Kim. (laughs) And they'll fill your gas with car. Your gas with car. They'll fill your car with gas. (laughs) I've had one beer. (laughs) 
it's time to go so, now. Yeah, we're just gonna let the guys talk. Yeah, so basically, thank you guys for coming on here today. Thank you for sharing. They all left wives and children and wives with their children. Yes. And they allowed it. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you. <laughs> no, Chuck didn't. But Definitely. thank you, June. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Marielle, for lending us your husbands for yeah, the couple hours. For all the guys out there, like, be open to new experiences and new information. And, um, yeah, you might end up having the best experience of your life. And the only other thing we have to say, guys, join us in while we say it, is cheers! cheers.